starts today. The test? Fucking oath it does. 3 p.m. I think I'll uh, be chucking that puppy on as soon as we finish this. Yeah, that'll be on. You know what else starts today? What? The NRL trials. Well, maybe. What do you mean? Well, they might be delayed. Why? Because of the player disagreements. I don't think so. I think we'd know about it by now. So I heard on the radio this morning. Really? Yep. On what channel? Triple M. On Triple M. Yep. They said that the players might be going on strike or something for the game or delaying or like delaying them, like making them like an hour late on purpose or something. Okay. Just to kind of stick to them. Watch this space. Yeah. I think that because it just like stuffs up the broadcast. No, the ads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of like a you Yeah, like get it sorted. Yeah. Like we discussed on the pod a couple of weeks ago, I don't think they're asking for all that much. Like the players are just asking for like post-retirement care, like yeah. medical care. Insurance. Insurance essentially. Yeah, right. So surely then I'll just get that sorted. Either way, I'm pumped. I'll have it. I've got work tonight. So you'll be watching. I'll be watching the test on one screen and then the Tigers are actually playing tonight on the other screen. That sounds fucking unreal. The Tigers are playing. Tigers Who? Warriors. Try, Stinker. Try pick that. <laughs> Literally try pick that. Mate. And also it's like all the under 20s players. It's like we've got like three first graders playing. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't care though. I'm just – I'm absolutely ravenous for some rugby league. I remember watching <clears throat> Royce Hunt last year in the uh, from the Sharks, the front rower, um, play in the trials. And I was like, this – this guy's gone. Like He's I was legit. watching him, and I was watching him. He did a couple massive runs, like from the back fence. Like, was that? Wasn't that? Um, charging. Wasn't that trial. Franklin Pele? No, 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 no. I think Franklin Pele plays for the Bulldogs. Yeah, but I think he was at the Sharks. Yeah, I don't think it was. I think it was Royce Hunt. Okay, because then I, Royce, I can't confidently say either way. Because then Royce Hunt played later in the season, and then when he played and was mm. on the team list, I was like, "Oh, this guy's." I'm keen to see this guy play. And then when they had those injuries and I put him in my super coach team, I was like, nah, this guy's gone. And he ended up winning me super coach. Did he? Yep. He came up with like two massive games. Interesting. Beast. We need to talk about super coach later in the app. Yep. Anyway, we'll get into it. Alright, what's up nerds? Welcome back to the Barflies Podcast, episode 68 today, joined always by my good friend and comrade Alexander Russell. How are you, mate? I'm well, thank you. Very well. Um, a little bounced, but good. That's good. Nonetheless, doing well. How are you? Good, mate. Before we get into it today, I just want to say thank you to everyone for you know watching and supporting the podcast as always. Um, you know, every like and comment that you put on our Instagram and and our TikTok and, and, you know, even just watching the YouTube and rating us on Spotify, it all really helps. Mm. So appreciate, appreciate that. it. It was yeah. a big lift from our mates this week, which yeah. we appreciated. So we got a video oh, 20, currently at 22k views The about the headache. Look, am I fighting off paparazzi in Erskineville? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. Like possibly. That's undisclosed. Yeah, we had an Instagram video blow up. Yeah. 20k views. It's not a big deal. Yeah. We haven't even really put too much thought into it. It's just 
We are know. definitely riding the high, though. <laughs> Again. We are smelling our own farts. We are <laughs> loving what's going on. Okay? Yeah. We are loving it. Yeah. If yeah. there's one thing that, you, like, you know, I feel like it's pretty unanimous amongst podcasters. If there's one thing that you're good at, it is sniffing your own farts. Oh, known for it. <laughs> Very well known for it. So, but we're lapping it up. And also, there's a bit of a, you know, it's the scent of success, if I'm being perfectly honest. So, I'm... Uh, Enjoyed seeing that. Well, I've got a bit of uh, bit of spring in my step this week. Yeah, I got a bit of bit of bounce, bit of ticker. But yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't realize how controversial it was that um, I've only ever had two headaches. My dad even said something to me about it. What did he say? He was like, oh, "Fucking, what's this bullshit?" <laughs> and I was like, "What?" He's like, "Oh, fucking, you only ever had two headaches." So what do you mean? He's like, "What is that?" Yeah, I was like, yeah. "It's true." And then some <laughs> people are like, "Are you sweet, dude?" Yeah. Like, no way. I've been questioned about it. I didn't realize it was um, <laughs> such a big thing. Yeah. But I guess well, like, you know. It's really like div- uh, divided the people. Yeah. But then some people have backed me up on it. So I was like, thank you very much. You know, I, you know, it's not just me. Yeah. 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 Which is interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I honestly was like, it's not that I didn't believe you, but I was just like, there's no way. Like there's, there's like how, you know, and I'm not someone who gets headaches that frequently. I probably get one like. I don't know, one every two months, mm. like pretty, pretty infrequently. Mm. You're probably five headaches a year, six headaches a year. Mm. Nothing crazy. Yeah. But even still, that's like a significant amount more than you, which just made me question. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, well, I've had two. So can you put it down to anything, anything you sort of do in your everyday life? I know you're a man who, you know, operate, you're a pretty sharp, sharp, sharp operator, mate. Keep your know, body mate. in line for the most part. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what can I attribute having no headaches to? You know, just just being constantly stressed. Just no, not chilling, not relaxing ever. Just just too much head noise, too right. much going on. So it just outweighs the yeah. yeah like that's fair. Eliminates it. Yeah, I eliminates guess the possibility. I guess yeah. And then you just pass out and have like a thirteen-hour sleep. Yeah, exactly. Could, yeah, nice. Yeah, I love it. And that all it usually happens to be the night before the podcast, which is excellent. Yeah, well, I was late again today. <laughs> well, you know how I said I forgot the shoes that I had to bring for someone else yeah, to yeah. bring here? I um, I thought I forgot them. And in my haste to leave this morning, I thought I forgot them, turned around, couldn't find them in the apartment. And then I went back down to the car and they were in the car already. Oh, nice. So that was um, a moment of sheer brilliance. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty stoked about that. Yeah. So naturally. then that made me 30, 40 minutes late to come here. So I was like, awesome. Yeah. Because I was like, I literally was about to go, oh, I don't know if I'm going to turn around. Because I'd already gone like 10 minutes. I wouldn't have turned. I wouldn't I'd have already, turned. I already went 10 minutes in the car and I was like, oh, it's not like I can just come drop them. And I did say I would bring them. I did, I did it. You know, I yeah, made it yeah, packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this person I'm giving them to, Mitro, he also has lent me a pair of shoes before for sport. Actually, sure. he didn't lend me. He gave me a pair of basketball shoes. Nice. Because I was playing basketball and I was wearing Converse's and he's like... You got to sort that out. And he's like... he's watch, He watched me for like two... Because they played in the same venue, but they were in a higher comp. And he's watching me. He's like, mate, like, I can't, I can't let you do this anymore. Yeah. And he brought me a pair of shoes and went... Where don't wear your converse anymore. He's like, that's fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing that. Yeah. He's like, do you not like, are your feet not cooked? And I was like, no, nah, they're all right. See, just wear these better. It was immediately better though. Yeah, totally. But yeah, the Connies didn't hold up. Did they you have like up. a, uh, you know, like Mike-esque performance, but it was like Mitro? 
you're just like four inches taller. And yeah, well, I, I'd hoped that would have happened, but way more it, uh, for some reason it did not. Um, I think there was, I scored, I wasn't, I was all defense playing basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Clamps. Um, clamps and just, you know, playmaking. My shooting uh, could do <laughs> a little bit of work just quietly. Um, I think, what, ha- what was it? There was like for the whole first half of the season, I just honestly couldn't make a shot. I'm not saying I was having a lot of shots anyway. I was probably having like two or three a game. Yeah. You know, past first player, you know, playing for the team. But I I was not hitting a shot. And then one game I went, I took three shots and one was a three. And then I went boom, boom, like two mid-range, two mid-range jumpers, mate. Sunk them, three from three for the day. It was it was fantastic. Yeah. I was actually, I was so stoked. Yeah, nice. Like hitting a three pointer in a basketball game, you feel you feel good doing that's it. Legit. I've watched it on. That's like my favorite bit. In I love in the NBA when they do like. I mean, dunks are awesome. I love a fat dunk. Like when they jump over someone. Yeah. Who is also six foot ten and then dunk it on them. Yeah. Looks sick. But there's something about like when they hit a really clutch three. It's, that is just it's just different gravy. Mate. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it felt good. Were they with Mitro shoes on? <laughs> they were with Mitro shoes on. It, so maybe that was the catalyst. It was like Mitro. It. It yeah, was. yeah. Um, but I mean, like short. I do like really like playing basketball, but I don't think I'm very good. It took me a while to figure out like the rules with defending, like because you can't. There's times you can make contact, and there's times you can't. Mm. But you have to like stand your ground sometimes. Taking a charge, you're not taking a charge. So you basketball. just stand there and cop it, right? Yeah. So you just like you stand in your in the you get to the defensive position before the attacking player gets there, and you just stand your ground, yeah. and then they like knock you over, knock you over. But mate, like the first time you do it, it's kind of like a bit scary, especially when it's some bigger than you. You're like, because you can't put your arms up as well. Like you just kind of got to like yeah. just stand like yeah, this yeah. and just like take the full contact. Mm. And the first time you do it, you're like, oh, fire out! But then you kind of get used to it and you just like cop, you just got to cop it. Yeah. But that's a, that's a big, big, it's cool to watch when you see someone just like take, because it's also kind of like a clutch defensive move because it's an, or it's a turnover. You get the ball back straight away. Yeah. It's a foul. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Love a bit of b-ball. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We used to go and play like, uh, me, Kane and H. We used to go down to like, I think me and you did it one night. We as well. one time. Just go and play like on a Monday, Arvo. Yeah. It's good to get a, just get a bit of a sweat on. Yeah, good fit, good fitness as well. It's very similar to like playing futsal. Or yeah, totally, totally. And we never stuff. had subs, so you're just playing the whole game. Yeah, and you'd be you'd be gassed afterwards, but yeah. it was good good fitness. Yeah, and yeah. It was oh, awesome. Fuck, I hate going off in any sport. Yeah, I hate, I hate it. it. If I could I play if every ga- the full game of every game in every sport, I, I absolutely would. Well, I, in futsal, we our team's first at the moment in futsal. But we have got subs, and although I don't like going off, I'll tell you what, it makes a difference because we're versing teams that don't have any, and we usually have at least two. Yeah, that's also true. And it like makes because in futsal last week, it was it was probably still like 25, 26 degrees when we were playing at seven o'clock at night, and it was hot. And the other team had one sub, and one of the guys on their team was like sixty nine. Yeah, you know, like he was ancient. Yeah. Um. So all the young fellas were doing a lot of running. He wasn't doing a lot. Um, and it was pretty close game, but in the second half, like they had no subs, so they were cooked. Yeah. And then we ended up like rolling in the second half. Yeah. But it was like super tight game. And I thought, oh, this is going to be like pretty like hectic. No, no subs, mate. Makes such like, yeah, they couldn't run even in futsal. 
That's fair. Scored I mean, a banging goal. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Mate. Oh, it was unreal. So a couple of weeks ago in futsal, I this ball was bouncing in front of me over to my left foot, hit it on the volley, and it dips, hits the crossbar, doesn't go in. And I was rattled because I was like, fuck, I should have scored. That would have been a hectic goal. So I've been thinking about that. But not much more you can do there. No, but I've been thinking about it and it's been annoying me. Parallel thing happens in this game. Like the game that just follows last week. Ball comes over the shoulder from the keeper throw. Bounces, bounces on the volley. Top bins. Cross the keeper. Cross the keeper, top bins. Whole football court. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so I want to celebrate, but it's such bad form to celebrate in futsal. Yeah. But I was just like, and my one of my mates from work was watching as well, came to watch. And I was like, fuck yeah. Shit. And one of the guys in the team I'm mates with who I also work with, and I scored it. And then he was like, fucking hell, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of like, tell everyone what you saw. Yeah, yeah. No, just, yeah, tell everyone. Don't tell anyone, but like tell everyone. Don't tell anyone how I missed the one the easiest one-on-one ever, but like just tell them about the really, really good goal. Well, you know, peaks and troughs, mate. No, peaks That's what and we troughs. do. We yeah. ride, ride the hose and uh, ride the lows and the highs. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. How was your night last night? Good. Well, should we go love and hate? No, nah, not yet. Recap. Well, I went and saw two shows in the last week, so I should start oh. with the first one. Yeah, and you I'll should. start with... Because I was I went to Dave Chappelle on Sunday, right? And then oh, I, you saw him like at a show, yeah, right. Not I thought you street. like just saw him. No, 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 no. I was like, like, weird that there wasn't a follow up story to that. You just kind of mentioned it. No, yeah, yeah I was okay. at his show. It was on Sunday. Sure, it was. It was on at the same time when Laneway was on actually, so I could hear not in the arena, but I could when we were walking because it was at Kudos Bank Arena. Yeah, so you could hear from Sydney Showground from there. Um, but it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Not gonna lie, um, yeah, his show was like so you couldn't take your phone in to begin with, so it was kind of weird. You were just like, we got there, I went with my mum, and we were there kind of early, and we were just kind of sitting around, and everyone was kind of came late, so we were just sitting around for like an hour, and we were like, just like, and everyone in the whole arena was like, kind of just sitting there and like talking to each other because you couldn't be on your phone because it was locked away. So it took about like, I swear, like it took like 15 minutes for me to just kind of like, it was weird. It was like a weird like limbo period where you'd usually like go to check your phone or something if you were just waiting. Yeah, right. But yeah, me and mum chilling, having a chat. I really wanted to take a photo of him when he was on stage, um, but obviously couldn't. But yeah, the show was sick. Interesting crowd, very mixed people in the crowd in age and kind of orientation in general, which was kind of interesting. Party bag. Huh? Yeah, yeah, a bit of everyone there, which is cool. Um, but the show itself was awesome. There was three warm-up acts before him. First guy, I can't remember his name, but he was really good. Jeff Ross. You know those roasts? You know the Comedy Central roasts? And that has like that bald white guy that's on all of them. And mm. he had dreadlocks for a bit. Not really, to okay. be honest. He was hilarious. He yeah. was like unreal. Yeah. Like so funny. Yeah. Um, then this guy called uh, Dwayne Parnell. Uh, anyway, but he used to also be on the Chappelle show. Um, and he was really funny. He was very different to what I thought he was going to be. He was very like animated and loud, but he was still good. And then Jeff Ross did like roasts of people on stage. Yeah. Like he brought random people from the crowd up and they were all on stage together and he just like would rip them. It was so funny. But this one guy who, who didn't even really get picked, he just like kind of pretended and walked up on stage and even he was like, 
Jeff Ross was like, I don't even fucking pick you, man. Like, what are yeah. you doing up here? And then he was trying to be like funny on stage and like trying to like, make, like he was just being a dick. Yeah. And everyone in the whole audience was kind of like off this bloke. And even when we were walking out, I could hear so many people going like, fuck that guy in the blue shirt was a bit of an asshole. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? So Was he just like kind of a bit caught up in the like fact that it was a comedy? No, no. Yeah, this guy from the crowd. No, I think he was just trying to like be funny and like be the funny man on the stage. But it's like, mate, no one's paying to see you. Get up on stage, shut yeah. your mouth and get roasted. Yeah, there's literally a way funnier guy right next to Yeah, him. and like every, and when he was doing it, like Jeff Ross just kept going like more and more and more in on him. Like just ripped him like. So good, and everyone was loving it when he was ripping this bloke because it was like sucked in, dude. Like, yeah, you're you, a nerd. You're fully deserving this, right? Yeah, now. totally. You know, um, which was cool. But yeah, then when Dave Chappelle came on, it kind of went up a notch, and you can like tell like the level of I don't know expertise per se in the way that like a comedian. Like, if you see like local comedians, and then you see you know people maybe who are national and then international level, and then you have superstars. You know, because he's like a household name, yeah. you know, and has been for 20 years or something. Yeah. So that was awesome to see him live. The jokes were, I think they kind of wrote the show, I think, to be somewhat, well, it's very edgy. But the jokes kind of, they kind of go for every group of person on the planet. No one's safe. No one's safe. So, and I think they, because he almost got cancelled, I think. And then. What for? What um, I think he told a joke about – well, it was a joke slash he made a comment in his show about trans people and it kind of – and then Netflix employees uh, did, a, did a walkout and there was, a bit of, there was a bit of controversy about it. Right. And then as a result of him getting like in the US, there being like a bit of a movement against him, I think him and these other comedians started this show which is kind of made to be – like, a, I don't know, I think, I feel like I was getting the vibe that it was made to like, kind of, it's like a comment, it's like them kind of ripping on, not cancel culture, but more like them kind of delving into it a little bit in okay. the show. But then also like just doing a good comedy routine. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. When I was watching it. Okay. But it was, um, it was funny. But like, you know how, um, do you know how like if you're watching TV or a movie, there, and there's like a sex scene that comes on and you kind of like, you watch it with your parents. You're like, yeah. like obviously it's a bit awkward. Yeah. During the show, they were making so many jokes about like sex and whatnot. And I was like, when I was, my mum's like sitting next to me and then I would be laughing. I was like, no, <laughs> 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 what? what, 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 no. <laughs> so that, I thought that was kind of funny. I was trying not to, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, just trying looking, trying not to like, I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, it was yeah, weird. No, I get you. Because then she was kind of laughing. But I kind of feel like she might have been doing the same thing, like yeah. looking at me as well when it yeah, was happening. Yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, it was good fun. It was a good show. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was cool to see someone that I've really, really liked for a long time. Because I really like his old stand-up. You're very passionate about like stand-up comedy. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. There's yeah. so many good comics. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I'm not as passionate as you. Mm. My kind of time and interest go elsewhere mm. but like i love live comedy yeah it's, it's awesome. so awesome it's awesome. every time like we, i think about it or you know mm. i watch something or I, I go see a show i'm like dude i should do this more yeah and it is supporting the arts yeah but. it's it's interesting though because his style is like 
not only has he, he's got like great one-liners and like his jokes like obviously pretty well written and whatnot, but the way he like tells them is quite like a cool way of telling like a story or a joke. Like he's got a really good storytelling um, style. Yeah. And then he kind of will do – because you know how like some comedians like do a lot of impressions and stuff? Yeah. But he doesn't really do like specific impressions. It's more like impressions of um, like like impersonating characters through the story. Okay. Like being different people and talking in like a different voice and switching back to him and like his point of view. So mm. it's cool. It was interesting to see the way that he nice. does it nice in person. Yeah. Which is awesome. So yeah. Loved it. But he like – in the US, he'll just go to random comedy clubs and just like a rock random up, city yeah. and just rock up and do like a set. Well, you got to keep the tool sharp, mate. Yeah, exactly. You keep the tool sharp. Which is sick, though. Like, imagine just go, like yeah. that doesn't really happen in Australia. I, I think like, it would probably, but like maybe not with like Carl Barron and stuff. But I feel like, uh, and also the comedy scene over here probably not as different. Big, very it? different. Different and yeah, not as big. But like, well, yeah, that, I, I remember even watching small like comedians. They're like, you've got to. Like they will do. I remember when we saw Will Gibb, right? He at the show we saw, he was like practicing material for his actual tour, mm, mm. which is interesting. So you kind of like there's shows where they would use as like training, almost. Yeah, but it's funny how like even in the US, because there's so many big comedy clubs over there that mm. you know you like you could be a comic on that circuit, and then if some big dog shows up, like you could just get. Someone just gets bumped yeah. in the pecking order, and they can just walk on. Yeah, it's like it's pretty cool. Like imagine yeah. having that much clout for yeah. being funny that you could just walk into like a really famous comedy club in New York or whatever, and you could just get do a set that night yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah, and you wouldn't even have to like tell them you're coming in. You just yeah. walk in, and they'd be like, "Oh, Mr. Cody, good to see you again. Welcome, mate. What time Welcome. Do you want to go on? Yeah, literally, so cool, so cool. Um, but yeah, awesome. Nice. And then Fred again. Fred again. Well, that's my – we bring back love and hate this week and that's my love. Okay. Let's go with your love. I, will, I can't really like say the love later and then kind of do the whole story again. Sure. So my love this week is the Fred again hype. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not – Also, sorry about the rain if you can hear that. Yeah. What about if we close that window or the door? Yeah, we can close it. They'll probably block out the sound. One do you second. Wanna, no, you can keep talking. Okay. Do you want to start your Fred again story? Okay. So I saw Fred again last night. At the Horden Pavilion, I was lucky enough to get a ticket, unlike many, many, many people. Um, it was it was actually an awesome show. Uh, the place was packed. First time going to the Horden Pavilion, actually. How was it your first time at the Horden Pavilion? i never been. never been before. I'm a Horden Pavilion hater, but... Yeah, I've never been before, but it was, like, pretty sick, like, the way that it was all set up. Like, the lights on stage was sick. Like, it was, like... A big panel, but then it was just strips coming down, like yeah. light strips. Yeah, yeah. Um, the mute, like his set was awesome. Was there like a bunch of people, like either on stage or like yeah, behind, behind him? There was like a massive amount of people behind him on stage. Is that just free for all? Who, I don't know, dude. I have no idea. I was thinking that myself, but it looked really sick. Yeah. Um, I know when uh, we saw Fortet at Enmore Theatre about like five years ago, me yeah. and Kane and Jack and stuff, mm. and. We were all like waiting for him to like come up on stage, yeah. And then all of a sudden he walked because we were kind of like at the back. He walks into the middle of the DF, and his decks were set up in the middle. No way! But we couldn't see them because of the angle we were on. Oh. And then like as the I don't know if it got raised as the show started or what, but once the show started, he's playing in the middle of Enmore Theatre on the ground. That's kind of cool with everyone surrounding him. That's yeah, sick. Awesome. Whoa. Yeah. So maybe like a similar 
mm. similar vibes. Sort of yeah. Well, he, yeah, well, he was playing, um, mate, the tickets. How much? So this is why I'm like enjoying this hype because it's, it's quite like an interesting thing. Like he's playing, like I've never seen, really seen this much hype before for an artist. And like I enjoy his music. I don't say, I wouldn't say like I listen to his songs every day. But like I was like, well, I'm keen to see him if I can yep. get a ticket, you yep. know. Um, and mate, people were buying tickets off, like people were selling their tickets like three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, and they were they were, um, sixty three dollars. Yeah, mate, people Insane. were people were frothing. Yeah, frothing, coming at the mouth. Because he's kind of it's a similar kind of hype thing to what maybe Fisher had a few years say, ago. Yeah, kind of comparable level. Yeah, you know. And it's kind of a bit pop. Would you say poppy kind of music? It's like not pop music, but it's very yeah. He he like incorporates elements of like pop music into it. And mm. He uses like um, yeah, mm. like mainstream pop music in like his yeah sets, right? Like I don't know much about this guy to be honest, but but that's just my general consensus of him. But awesome, his set was it was honestly it was so sick. But everyone was like had the phones out and stuff, so I could barely see him on stage. Because, like, everyone's – or there was yeah. a couple phones up, which, I mean, is annoying, but – So scout. But I, well, it did look kind of – it does look cool, like, when you do look back at it and you just see, like, a sea of phones in front of mm. all these lights. I don't know. But, yeah, that show last night was sick. I Ended think, up getting a bit sneaky slosh, though. Yeah. A bit more slosh than I thought I was going to get. Crept up on you. I think because also I didn't have any water in that afternoon. So, you know. Did you well, eat? I know when I was on this dance floor, like when we got there, like because we went to, well, went to my, went to the Colorado with Ryan beforehand and then like we had a couple drinks, blah, 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 got in there, bought some drinks and I probably could have just, I should have got a bottle of water as well to take with me. So I was just like so fucking thirsty by the time the show ended. I was like, oh my God, I'm dying. Right yeah, now. yeah. We've been sweating as well. Yeah. Um, I had a white T-shirt on as well. Bit of a mistake by me. Yeah, the thing was fucking messy as fuck. <laughs> there's like a photo. I saw a photo today and there's just like a massive where like someone's knocked me. My drinks got knocked. Yeah. And there's just a massive like puddle yeah. on my shirt. <laughs> yeah. And it looks so fucking gross. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, dude, what yeah. the hell? Um. But yeah, it was su- it was a super good show. I think like the Fred again thing for me, and I know if I went to Fred again, I would probably have the best time. Mm. But there's something about the hype and the fact that everyone likes him that makes me want to not like him. Tall poppy syndrome, mate. Yeah, I'm not like I was gonna. I was about to say like I'm not like pushing this idea on mm. other people as I literally say it on a yeah. podcast. But like, I don't know. I'm just so not interested. Mm. I'm so not interested. I'm so. Is not it because like, you don't want to seem like? Oh, yeah, like I don't listen to Fred again that much. He's a bit mainstream for me. You know, like I'm just more into the more like underground music scene. You know, like, <laughs> like being Matt- from the inner west and all, like I've got a pair of Salomons, so like I don't really listen to anything <laughs> yeah, with over nice. a million streams on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really like suit me that well. Yeah, I was, yeah, partly that. Yeah, a bit <laughs> yeah. of that, you reckon? But I don't know, maybe. Like maybe like subconsciously there's a part of me that's like. I'm better. I, I just don't want to, I just don't want to like join the heart. I don't know. Mm. Well, I, look. Some some things are just made to be enjoyed, mate. You know, it's like an action movie. Mm. I think I definitely think it's interesting though how he's kind of like managed to push out of like the, I suppose the DJ scene or like the house mm. tech scene into sort of like the mainstream scene where like mm. everyone seems to like him now. Do you know what I mean? That's like what Fisher did, kind of. Totally. Like, totally. I don't know. Yeah, ma- I, I would absolutely equivalent this to. But he's better than Fisher. Yeah, totally. And like. 
I mean, Fisher's sets and stuff are really fun if you ever see him, but I think he's a bit more legit maybe than Fisher. When disclaimer, not comparing Freddie Yen to Fisher. No, no. Comparing the hype. Comparing the hype. Yes. To Fisher's hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Because um, I would agree that Freddie Yen is obviously a respectfully much more talented musician than Fisher. Mm. Um, all right, shall we move on? We shall. Do you want to talk about oh, the that, before we go on? Huh? Oh, I was just going to – well, we kind of just end up skipping over it, but I think I have – I kind of have been in a, in a favourite pub limbo. Yeah. I feel like everyone's got their favourite pub that they're like – not necessarily like club or like where they like to go out, but just like where you like to go, Yeah, have one or two beers maybe, go home, pun a pub, or just in general. One or two or four to six. Yeah, like what's your favourite pub or eight What ten. is your favourite pub, by the way? Out here? Yeah, or just in general. I really liked Harbord Bolo on the beaches. Hubbard Bolo is epic. That was probably my favourite pub. I do um, like Hubbard Bolo also. I insane. I probably Marrickville Bolo out here. Yeah, it's probably my favourite. Yeah, two Bolos was a great, great vibe. I just them. love the vibe. They've got like such a different, um, like character to them mm. than than other pubs. They feel so old. Yeah, that's why I like working at Narrabeenari so much. I think because it was it had, just so old. It had this. No, that place was ancient. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, I Harbord Bolo definitely probably be my. I reckon just has always probably been in my top three. Yeah, but I tell you what, recently new, I've been in a bit of a limbo because I haven't really liked the Hilton that much. Like recently, well, I think it, it's since they redid it. Yeah, I liked it, it when it was old. When it was old and a bit like shit. Well, not shit, but like when it was yeah, old, no, when it was shit, yeah. had a bit of character to it, and it was like it was a bit dirty. It was very, it was old school, but yeah. it 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 had a it had character, it had yeah. flavor. You when could the go new, in there and drink to his olds with the old toilet. Yeah, there, exactly, you know mate, I mean? exactly. But now, although it is super nice venue now, and like it looks really nice, but it just it feels a bit soulless. I've really come to realize I now. I think so. It's it just it just feels like um, it just feels like they're trying to make a. A Maryvale venue. And respectfully, it pulls a totally different crowd. Mm. It pulls such a different crowd, mm. which I think is, again, the beauty of Harbord Bolo and Bolo's. Well, it's all young people. Bolo's alive. There's a lot of young like young people. But it's like Harbord a trendy Bolo. place to go now, Where? the Hilton. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas before, mm. it was like you'd go there after soccer. Yeah, and like just run them up. And get jugs. Yeah. But now it's not like a – I'm sure you can get jugs there, but it's not like a, I'd get a jug pub. No. It's like I'd get a Margie pub. Yeah, and it's like – Plays kind of like DJs and yeah. stuff there. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I just haven't been digging it recently. But the Collaroy, mate, that place great. And that's not similar to the old school pubs. No, it's not. That's a different category. Different category, and it is a Maryvale venue. But I do like it there. They have great. I mean, it's a little pricey, but they have great happy hour. They do at a good time. Like it's not like two to four. Like you some places, it's five yeah. to seven. Yeah. And then on Friday and Saturdays, they have. Like two for twenty cocktails, and I think they do salsa. Like how night. how no, how much of a no brainer is that? Two for twenty cocktails. Like how much are you really the losing week, there on the weekend as well? Like get people in because it's like a good spot to go if you're gonna go like I don't know to the city even or go to Manly or wherever you're gonna go out. Like go there, get blind, right? Fucking murder a couple of cockies. Yeah, put them back, put them away. Yeah, and then you just beeline. 199 wherever you want to go, you know? And you're probably spending as much as you would even if you bought drinks at the Bottle Oaks. It's like quite cheap in the yeah. happy hour. I don't know. I really like I like it. And I like the vibe it has. And it's even during the day, like if you go for a – like me and Ryan had like a sneaky beer there 
And then I even went for there for a beer with my dad and I had a went there before Dave Chappelle with my mum. Mate, I've been really like I've been enjoying it recently. Now that Ryan's back on the beaches, have you guys kind of been holding hands and like skipping everywhere together? Mm, yeah. We've been going for, we went for a couple morning swims. Budgies out, I'm sure. Yeah. He, yeah, he loves the budgies. I'm not a, I'm not a big, um, not a big budgie guy personally. What? Me. I thought you were. No. No, I'm not. I just, I think, I think I'm going cap. I'm going cap. No, I'm not. It's because I'm, um, I'm self conscious about my pins. The pin situation? Yeah. Why would you well, be self conscious about Multiple, the, yeah, the pins. Why would you be self-conscious about your pins? I don't know. I just don't think they really look good in um, budgies. And I don't think I look good in budgies. To be fair, I don't think any man in budgies, like no one's looking at a man in budgies and going, good call. Like, True. Do you, think, do you think women around the world are going, look at that guy in budgies. He looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Like they're not. That's yeah, not they're how not. it goes. And other guys aren't saying it either. No. I think it's more of like, it's for yourself. Yeah, but I, I personally don't like them. I well not on other people, but on myself. I, I, I wouldn't. Okay, I need the viewers to help me out here. I could almost put money on you saying on this podcast that you wear budgies, like when you go swimming and underneath shit. my bodies, or when I did laps. Yeah, yeah, but that's different because that's like you can't wear bodies and swim laps. Like that's fucking weird. <laughs> but I then I got. <laughs> This is so fucking lame, but I got, okay, so I did have budgies and then I was like, oh, I don't really like them that much. So I got, you know, like the swimming trunks thing <laughs> <laughs> and they look fucking shit, yeah. but they do, they do the job. Dude, that's like what the weird kid would wear in your swim class yeah. when you're like nine. Well, I am that weird kid and I'm wearing them as a 24 year old with a swimming cap and goggles, baby. So let's go. And then completing... Completing 30 minutes, the worst freestyle you've ever seen in your life. Mixed in with a couple of breaststroke laps. <laughs> Shocking form. Getting overtaken by 75-year-old uh. men with arthritis. While drowning. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah well, you know. You gotta, you gotta try that body, you know. Yeah, you gotta try and body's a temple, mate. You gotta try your best to stay fit. Yeah. Dude, those old blokes that swim laps. Toilers. Mate. And they just they swim laps for hours. And they go and go and go and go. And they literally, they're not going quick, but they just go forever. And they don't stop. Do you reckon that? Because they've just been doing it probably for like 40 years. Yeah. Like every like two weeks, they're just like, oh, I'll just do one more. And then it just has eventually compounded Pretty into them much. doing like 250 laps. Well, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to like develop swimming. Like you got to, like it's, you can't just be like, it's like running where you could just go, okay. I'm just going to run 5Ks, you know, which is a pretty standard run for most people, mm. I'd say. Mm. Like that's a good running distance. Be like, all right, I'm going to run 5Ks. Most people, speed or no, like fast or not fast, would be able to run 5Ks. Yes. If they were like looking to get fit or like a base level. No, I think you can, I mean, if you can, anyone can run, like humans are designed to run. If you just run at your like threshold, you can run forever, essentially. Yeah, but okay. You but with I mean. swimming, mm-mm. Mm-mm, doesn't no. happen, mate. No, no, no. Because you're using every bit of your body as well, so you get so you get so tired Exhausted, so quickly, yeah. and you just and when you don't do it often, like you just build up, like you get like, and sometimes you like forget to stretch because you're like oh, I'm in the water, like I don't need to stretch. Yeah, but you do. That's what I learned because I, I remember right. the first time I tried to do laps, I started. I just went in. I just was like, yep. Rolled the, rolled, the sh- rolled the shoulders over. Yep, ready to go. Yeah. I think I did three laps and my I was getting like cramps. Cramps. Yeah, yeah. And I had to stop. So that taught me a little lesson. Do you but think, yeah. 
Do you think, and I've noticed it at the pub, you know how some old people will literally, or like I would say most old people, I'm talking, I don't know, let's say 60 plus, mm. toilers, codgers, they will just get a beer and they will sit down and often just like stare at the wall. Yeah. They'll just stare into space. Like if they're alone, like if their mates haven't rocked up yet or whatever, or, you know, there's obviously people who go in and just sit there by themselves because mm. they just do. It's their thing. And they just, I always find it interesting that they just stare. Like mm. they don't, they're not even necessarily watching the TV or punting or they're just sitting there with a beer and they're very content. They're just thinking, mate. And like, obviously our generation's different. We mm. can't even go like 45 minutes out looking at our phones. Yeah. Do you think that perhaps with the swimming as well, particularly for these these old blokes yeah. and old old ladies alike, um, it's almost like meditative for them. Like yeah. it's very just like, but they're or, also exercising, but they're more chill with just like yeah. the kind of the boredom of it, I suppose. Or like the... Yeah, I guess, but you could say that for any exercise. Like if you go to the gym or you go to go swimming or you yeah. go running, like to a, to a degree, like it is good for you mentally because you're kind of focusing and you kind of just like, and then like not only do you feel great afterwards, but yeah. you know, you kind of... I don't know. In that moment when you're doing that exercise and you're focused, you're kind of quite content yeah. in a way because you're not thinking about other things that could be going on in your life. You're just kind of like... That's true. In You're just in the action of doing yeah, whatever action it is, you know? I suppose I was just thinking because old, like older people, swimming mm. is an ideal sport because it's not as stressful on the yeah. body as like running or... They do, they do like to stare into space though, don't they? It's interesting. Yeah. Different times. Different times. Um, um, oh, should I get do my hate? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> 40 minutes in, we'll get on to Sorry, the Sorry, I love two. and hate. So we did my love. We brought right. it back. We brought it back. We brought it back. We just did my Fred again one, the hype, which is my love this week. Um, my hate, however, is, um, you know, the pram parking spots, the parent of pram parking yeah. spots. Yeah. Um, I do have a bit of a problem with those, personally. Yeah, what's your, what's your issue with the pram parking spots? My qualm spots? with it is... So, obviously, people who have a disability don't, like, that's not, that's happened to them and they can't change that. Like, that's a natural thing that's happened to them. Yeah. So, of course, they 100% need the spots in the most convenient locations. However, parents have chosen to have these kids Mm. and they're taking up precious, precious spots in the parks and they're always the best spots. And I always, whenever it's busy, I'm always eyeing them up, I'm like, how would they know if I have a kid or not? How would they know? How the hell would they know? I'm a literal child. Yeah, I am. A, yeah, <laughs> how could I not have a kid? But I'm kind of contemplating whether I should keep a car seat. Because that's the only way they could tell if they just looked in your car and went, oh, he's got a car seat. What about when you come back to your car? Yeah, true, but, you know. What if you come but back? who checks that? Who at the mall or whatever checks if you have a pr- – if you – like how do you check even if the, someone's yeah, a parent or not? disabled spots. I guess well, disabled, you have the sticker. They have the but thing. Hey, who checks? Who checks? A rangers will check that. But I don't know. At do a they, mall, do but they, at a mall, I don't know who checks that. Saying. But I don't know who – how do you verify from a car if you're a ranger, if you're, someone, you're in a parent spot? I suppose whether if they you see have a you pram packing your car and like a mum with three kids who's now had to park in the deep end of the car park. That's true. And is dragging these rugrats all the way up the top. Yeah. Would you, what if she – oh, I've got a story to tell you after this. You know. She, she walks past you shaking her head. Then do you feel bad? <laughs> How do you feel now? Well, yeah, no, I don't, I don't really feel that bad about it, to be fair. I just – I don't know. It probably sounds super insensitive. Like, yeah, parents, you know, they got to do stuff or whatever. 
I get that. No. But we've all got places to be. Yeah. We've all got things to do. <laughs> I've got things to do, man. You know? Come on, man. Yeah, no, I get it. Do you know what, you know what did happen to me the other day? What? So at work, we've got, you know, male toilets, female toilets. We don't have a staff toilet at our work. Right. But we have a disabled toilet right in the middle of the two other toilets. Yeah. So that's what the staff use. Because you go in, it's like literally just one singular toilet. Yeah. Obviously. So yep. I've gone in there the other day. Mind you, I've come in for a day shift. So I've absolutely demolished a bacon egg roll with a hash brown Coffee. and an oat flat white on my way in. So, you know, give it 30, 45 minutes. I'm in trouble. I've gone to the bathroom. I've been in there for a while. Maybe like, I don't know, over five, but less than 10 minutes. Was it a, did you have to get your rigs off for this poop? Was it that extreme or no? You know, when take you have, my shirt off. You know, no, you know, when you have to touch like a, when you go to the toilet and you're like, oh, this is hectic and you got to just, the whole thing comes off. Are you sitting there? Oh, and you're like, what's wrong with me? I actually did that yesterday because I saw, I, I don't usually do it, but I saw it on Facebook. I was like, people do that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. It's not a frequent. I don't try. I don't outwardly try and go and do it. Yeah. It just kind of happens. It was also so hot yesterday. Yeah. So I was like, dude, this is. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. Because I didn't do Ray's story. <laughs> anyway, I went into the bathroom. I was probably in there for, you know, let's say eight minutes. Mm. And I've opened the door and as I've come out, there's a guy sitting there in a wheelchair. Oh. Just staring straight at the door. Oh, and I'm no. just I just you, felt like the worst human. You dick. I was like, I'm the worst. Oh, no. Um, what did you say? I didn't say anything. I just kind of like nodded and smiled at him and then kind of just walked off. Well, I would feel very, I would feel bad for that. The only saving grace I did is like I grabbed the tea towel out of my back pocket and like dried my hands mm. from washing them, which is what I always do. But I was kind of hoping that he would realize that like I worked here. Right. Maybe you could just say, oh, I was just checking them. I was in there for, for a 20 while. minutes. <laughs> anyway, sorry to that guy. Oh, that's um, You know, Love and Hate this week brought back, obviously, Xander's opened the, uh, the proceedings for this afternoon. Thank you. Um, the people called for it. We brought it back. Mm-hmm. One of the most infamous segments on the Barflies podcast. It should never our, have left. It was our longest running segment. And it, it, it has returned. Yeah. And, and is instantly still the longest running segment. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't think anything we, took its yeah, place. Yeah, we don't have any. Yeah. Um, so my, I'll start with my love this week because it's kind of boring. I'm late to the party. My, my nan for Christmas yep. got me an air fryer. Shot nan. Yeah, shot nan. What Things are awesome. Do you How good one? is it? Uh, my mum has one. Yeah, so good. She loves it. Yeah. She loves it. Kind of annoying to clean, but other than that, so easy. Oh. And you don't have to wait for it to preheat or anything. I know, it's just boom. You just go in, bang, and it's literally done 10 minutes. They're pretty hectic. What an invention. Yeah. What an invention. And it's come late as well. Like things like that to come on the scene so late. You'd think they would already exist. Right? Like microwaves are how old? 20 years? Like they have artificial intelligence. How'd they not make a microwave oven? The air fryer only just nipped AI. Yeah. Like that's incredible. Like what? (sighs) Didn't turn my phone off. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go and turn my phone off. I got these most stern look from Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Am I going to edit this part of the podcast? Maybe, if I remember to. I also might not. Xander went to put his phone on charge right before we started. Um, you know, we've had many a conversation about putting it on silent. And that was naughty. That was so, that was so naughty. I'll take it out, you pay. It's fine. Um, in my segment as well. Yeah. That was, you know. 
Yeah, that was rude. I'll let it slide. That was rude. I'll let you off. That was rude. Um, Strike two. My hate this week. <coughs> Excuse me. My hate this week. I've noticed it a lot, actually. It happens to me more, more often than, I, than, I, than I'd like. Yeah. And it's a bit of a niche one, so, so stay with me here. We love a niche hate. You're, you're sort of walking. You know, I happened to me the other day. I left a cafe. Yep. I'm walking towards – my car was at the mechanics. So I was going back to pick it up. Yeah. And there's a guy at the bus stop. And we're on a path. It's oh, There's 100 metres ahead of us and there's no one on the path. Mm. This guy's turned and started walking. Like I've walked from behind him. He's standing at the bus stop. He hasn't seen me, but he's turned and started walking directly next to me. Mm. But And I'm walking with like – I'm like walking pretty fast. Bit of vigour. And he's walking at the exact same speed as me. Maybe and he's got to either take over or pull in behind. It just feels so weird. It's just the two of you walking. Because you're not mates. No. You're not chatting. No. <laughs> Maybe he no. was trying to race you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he picked up a vibe from me as I walked out. Mate, he's like, I got this. If guy. I was him or if I was you in that scenario, I would have gone into a light jog just to get away from him. <laughs> yeah. I almost did, I think, with this. Because, again, I was like, I'm going to try and let him go in front. He didn't. Well, well that's on him because he's merging. Um, he's got to make the call. He's merging. He's merging over into your lane. He didn't, obviously didn't check his blind spot on the footpath. No. Got to. Got to watch himself there. So, you know, if I had a horn, it would have been honked. Oh, yeah. You yeah. should have just, just, just went <laughs> in real life, see what he'd done. That probably would have made him stop. Did, you, did you slow down or did you speed up? I think I eventually sped up. Because I didn't want to slow down oh, and then for him. Path alpha. For him to not, yeah, well, you know, it's not a big deal. There you go. If I slowed down and pulled him behind him and he was not walking to the speed that I desired, I'd then just have to overtake yeah, him. So I was like, true. let me just get this out of the way. I I hate when people are walking so slow. Oh, that's annoying, isn't oh, it? Oh, man. I know it's like such a universal comment, but God, it's annoying. Just like footpath etiquette in general. It happens in Woolies as well. Yeah, just people People got no respect, mate. They got no respect. Mm. They got no spatial awareness. No. You know? It's annoying. It is annoying. I hate slow walkers. That unit does my head in. Yeah. Like walking on Central, like from um, the Haymarket stop. And if the footpath's busy, but then everyone's walking slowly or they're on their phone, you're just like, oh, my God, someone please get out of my way. Yeah, no, I get you. Respectfully. Horrible. Sorry. I was just worried that the audio messed up then, but I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, it rattles me. Yeah, dude. It's fucking annoying. Especially when there's like three of you walking next to each other on yeah. the path. It's like, dude, you can't take up this whole path. You gotta, one's going to drop back. Anyway, onwards. Jeez, we're, we're moving today. What are we on? 48 minutes already. Yeah. Flew by. Um, ooh, okay. I was browsing on Instagram, as you do. Yep. The other day, or well, every day. Um, and I think of note, Instagram page of note, Creatures of Manly. Um, I don't think we've ever really discussed it, but... This page. No, we have. Remember the guy that was jumping off the. Oh, we talked about him. Yeah. So we've, we've brought it up before and yeah. I'm sure like a lot of people know. And if not, I'll give you some context. But Creatures of Manly is pretty much this Instagram page started on the Northern Beaches. Um, and it pretty most most of the videos of people, etc. on it are from the Manly area. But some are around the Northern Beaches. Yeah. But it's just pretty much, if you're not familiar with the page, brown carding. It's just kind of like battlers and kind of. Drunk people, like doing people doing kind of cooked stuff. Yeah. People take a video, take a photo of them and they send them in. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, 
no one is safe. No. It's a lot more like brown carding kind of started like that and now it's kind of although it's still there's still some good videos, but it's kind of not as It's petered out a little bit. It's petered out a little bit from its heyday. But this is mate, there's just there's some rogue stuff that they put up there. Yeah. And just like but also It'll just be like some old person going about their day like they usually would with like no idea that someone's like video them yeah. from like 150 meters away yeah, and yeah. now thousands of people have seen it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so like no, otherwise it was watching it the other day and like it's so entertaining but I was like, oh my God, like no one is safe on this page. Oh no. You know, no. Um, but I'm, I've, I've been thoroughly enjoying it and I kind of like how local it is. Cause yeah. I, cause you kind of see it, you and know then, where it is and, stuff. and you see like, and you'd be like, I've actually seen that guy before in Manly doing yeah. that. Doing that. Exactly. There's a guy, there's one guy that's always on it. Well, there's, there's two guys that, wait, no, there's one guy that's always on it. And he, I've seen him before driving around in Manly and he like sings on street corners, but like, it's not like he's kind of just, you know, humming the tune. He's mm. on the side of the road, like theatrically like performing right um and it is like kind of hectic when you see it you're like is this like like kind of sweet yeah 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 Yeah. so creatures of manly there's just like they just get so many interesting characters to go on there like people in the corso doing like really slosh stuff at 2am in the morning like you know yeah i think i kind of to be honest um i think i unfollowed it you unfollowed it. Yeah, I think I was culling like a lot of my Instagram because Instagram's so shit now. So I was just mm. culling so much. That's kind of one of the only pages I really like. Yeah. Is that. I think I've just been a bit checked out of it. I don't know. Fair don't enough. Know. I just wasn't seeing it as much. No. It is great. I enjoy it. It is great. I enjoy no, it. No qualms with creatures of manly. But I'm very, because um, they have such a no one is safe, you know. Attitude. Attitude. Yeah. Where if, you know, you're doing something silly, you're going to someone take a video. Like there's a good chance you end up. I'm very conscious of that in Manly now. Yeah. Like I'm like, I, if I'm doing something, I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. I don't want to end. I literally don't want to end. Yeah. Like I would, that is like ultimate head noise is getting on creatures of Manly. Oh dude. Like that would be. Cause f- like everyone you know would see it as well. Yeah. That is, that would be, f- oh, no. Nah. Yeah. Would be, would be such big head noise. Um, but also it would be pretty funny if one of your mates ended up on there. Yeah. Honest, I'm cringing but. at this. I'm cringing at it, but also hilarious. Yeah. Um, but, you know, check it out. Creatures of Manly, great page. Thoroughly enjoy it. Um, also, one note this week. A news story from the Barflies podcast. Yeah, news story. One Something because this is actually... Kind of relates to us. We can actually talk about this because we have worked on in this area. Yeah. So I it happened this week and I was like, wow, that's quite a development. Um, and I thought we should maybe talk about it a little bit because I think it's quite good. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. But it is the um, the new pokey law reform in mm-hmm. New South Wales. If anyone's ever worked in pokies, you probably have seen some kind of sorry sights. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all good, well and good to have a little bit of a bit of fun, you know, $20, $50 or whatever in the machine. Like that's happens you know a yeah. little little bit of fun but tickle. you know there's definitely some people that simply don't just have a little tickle no. um and these new pokey reforms are bringing in card uh so cashless um pokey machines so you can't pay you can't play with cash anymore 
Um, and it's aimed at stopping money laundering and for gamblers to be able to um, better regulate how much they're using and for every, like pretty much it's going to supposed to help with like reducing problem gambling. Um, I don't know if anyone has ever done their RCG, which is like the gambling um, version of the RSA. It's the biggest waste you'll ever see in your life. It's literally just like they literally just tell you the only thing you can do if someone wants to exclude themselves from the game machine. It's not like alcohol if someone's obviously having too much, you can stop them. Mm. This is like you actually can't do anything. You have to wait, which is like it's like telling someone who's hooked on a drug like to go up to you and go, oh, yeah, I've got a problem. I'm hooked on drugs, which is like hard if you're an addict. Like yeah. It doesn't really happen. It's called self-exclusion, but it can't ha- – it literally like it's hard to do. And so not even- what Zan is saying is you can't cut someone off from gambling. You can't no. stop them feeding pineapples into the pokies. Yeah. So what this will – so these laws and what I think is good is – so these cards will have a harder – it'll be re- stricter identification like point checks. Yeah. Um, and you have to link – you can only link one card to the – account yeah right and another thing that it has on it is that after 90 minutes they're going to impose that people have to take a 15 minute break that's cool which is interesting which is cool which i think is really good and then it also has a loss limit so if you lose a certain amount you oh sorry if you lose a certain amount you can't put any more money on it and it has like restrictions to it i didn't realize it was that deep but with the one card system which i think is very good so what that's going to mean so say if you know, uh, you know, just say a person and their partner share an account and they use this. They both use this card, and that card is both in their name. I think what will happen is if a gambling addict is using that card, I think the partner of whoever or the co-signer of the other card of that card will be able to self-exclude that person because it's also their money and they're technically in breach. I think that's going to open up that ability to do it. So you'll be like a duo almost. Yeah, because if it's in Does your the name, card, have to be co-signed. No, but if the card is got two people on it, people on it, then that is opens up. A, I think that would open up like a legal avenue for where people who are joined onto that card would be able to go. Okay, they're using my card. That's therefore also my money in a shared account. Um, I'm going to self exclude that person. Interesting. They're in. That's I think. I don't know if that'll actually be able to happen, but I, that is my kind of prediction of if they introduce these laws and yeah. people. Because at the moment, like people can't. Do that if you have a partner who is like yeah. a serious got a serious problem, you yeah. can't stop them. The the pokies in New South Wales, um, insane is absolutely out of control. Mm. I'm gonna see if I can find that stat about yeah. So New South Wales, let me have a look. Is, this, like, is this recording still? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look okay. at the time. Oh yeah. Um. Let me see if I can find it really quick while I'm here. So New South Wales is second to only Nevada as the most gambling machine packed state in the world, according to the report. That's hectic. The number of gambling machines in Australia is 198,000 and more than 95,000 of those are in New South Wales who are only beaten by Nevada who have 180,000. Which is Las Vegas. Yes. So for Clarification. Clarification. So it's absolutely out of control. And I think, like, yeah. obviously, me and Xander done a lot of work in hospitality to the point where, like, you know, we walk around pokey rooms and we see people who have been in there for five hours. 
piss themselves in the seat. Yeah, and you're like, dude, your only thought is like, you feel sorry for them. Yeah. Like that's kind of where you get to with this. Yeah. You know? And then also like, so the big thing about it though is reducing money laundering because it just, the casino just got fi- like a massive fine for like pretty much letting people launder money through it in New South Wales. Interesting. Um, but what it will mean, right? So if people, if it does cut people's, you know, if it does cut the amount of money going in the pokies, a good thing is, Clubs, pubs, etc., are going to have to find a way to actually make money without just you know leeching on the people's serious gambling problem, which I think would be awesome because it could mean the live music scene in Sydney, like we guessed, could make a bit of a comeback. Well, that's what I was saying because my the pub I work at, twenty pokies maybe. Yeah. Our our and granted they do you know bring a lot of income into the company into the business or whatever, um, but we have them only by necessity, right? It was mm. the same at Narrabeen, and both big live music venues, mm. which is like, so now knowing that moving forward, the pubs that I've worked at or, you know, the pub that I do work at is in good stead for the future. Whereas, you know, you look at RSLs and things like that mm. or, you know, big clubs with, that rely on pokies for these, you know, these big projects would have been built like these big clubs. Well, they were RSL. Yeah. have literally been it's built like a casino on pokies money, right? Yeah. So like... It'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next... Like, when's this coming in next year? Well, it's to do with, like, the state election. So, Dom Perrottet's, um Dom Perrottet wants to bring it in for the election. Like, once he wins the election, he's going to bring it in, bring in these laws, like, introduce them, or he wants to before even. Whereas the Labor, the Labor guy who's going up against wants to just only do a trial and not just jump into it. Interesting. But it's Perrottet that wants to. Yeah, I think... Um, I think maybe if he thinks he's going to lose the election, he's doing this to try and win voters. But to be fair, <laughs> mate, I'm 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 all, pretty all I'm, for I'm, it. I'm I'm all for it. Sydney's on the up. Sydney yeah. on the up. Well, this is off this article we looked up, so we just wanted a couple of stats just to explain it. So you got that one stat before. Um, so in New South Wales, clubs and pubs are expected to rake in seven point five million dollars. Rake in. Rake in. That's what I said. Right? I thought you said rate. No, Rake, in $7.5 billion from Pokey Machines. That is crazy. Um, and it says that uh, 52 to 57% of Australia's serious gambling harm is done through Pokies. That's their kind of vice. Okay. Yeah, and, they're respon- and across Australia, they're responsible for 51% of gaming losses, right? Guess how much? Thirteen billion dollars a year, yeah, in losses, just average people, like that. It like could be people who don't even have that money, or people who do can't afford it. Like what's the old saying? You only gamble what you can afford to lose. Yeah, but like people don't. Do people, that. I don't think Australia collectively. It's crazy to think that thirteen billion dollars every year is being lost through yeah. gambling. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's insane. That's insane when you put it like that. Um, I honestly thought like whenever I think of like Australia's gambling issue, I always kind of think of sports betting. It's always kind of the first place my mind goes. Yeah. But it's totally not. Mm. Well, okay. In comparison to pokies. Yeah. Still an issue. Well, Tasmania have uh, a system that they're going to roll out from 2024 where they'll set, they'll set pre limits of a hundred per day, 500 per month and 5,000 per year Mm. on pokey machines, which is, I mean, the limit thing's interesting because I feel like 
Yeah, that would definitely stop people from gambling on machines, but maybe they'll go somewhere else. But, like, that's pretty hectic limits. Like, that's yeah. 5,000 a year. There's a lot of people that would drop that. I've seen people drop. In a night. Like, quadruple that. Hours, yeah. Quadruple, like. Yeah, oh, yeah. We've serious seen, yeah. money. Um, so, that's pretty pretty crazy. Um, that's kind of all I've got for you, right? I've got for everyone right now. Um, that's, that's kind of all we've researched, but I thought it was interesting to bring up and discuss cause it's actually something from the news that we can talk about and know a little bit about. Yeah. Well, it's also in our interest, right? Like, yeah. You know, not interest, mm. like interest in that. It affects us directly, yeah. obviously. So but look, that's about us for, uh, you know, from those today, I think we will get into a bit of the back page, just creeped over an hour. Oh. Cheeky. Couple little stoppages. Oh, a couple little stoppages. We don't mind that though. Um, Staying for the NRL today, I had a little glance at Fox Sports News this morning. Brody Croft of, you know, couldn't make it in the NRL fame. Mm. Man of Steel. Best player in the Super League. Best player in the Super League first year. And he's just signed a seven year deal with, I think it's the South, with Salford. I think that's who he's playing Salford for. Salford FC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he signed till twenty thirty, which is like pretty hectic. Man, good on him. He's is he just he must just be um, because he'd be our age, right? He'd be about like twenty four. Yeah, I think like he kind of got put up in a big like playing for two massive clubs at such a young age. Hard to do. Yeah, like playing for the Storm, expected to carry them when they're like a Premiership winning team. Hard to do when you're twenty. Yeah, and then go to the Broncos, a club in decline. Yeah, and then expected to also carry them as well. Yeah, not easy to do. Um, but maybe he could have a kind of Jackson Hastings like return, you know, do a well, couple of years over there, be a really, really strong competitor, really strong player, and then come back and, you know, put his mark on the NRL. Cause Jackson Hastings injured or suspended for a lot of last year. Mm. Um, he was great when he played the Tigers looked the worst team in the comp looked instantly better with him in it. They Agreed. didn't look like the worst team in the comp when he played. But well, that's the thing though. Like I was thinking the same. I was like, well, he'll go over there for a couple of years and come back. He just signed a seven-year deal. Mm. That's his whole career. He's not coming back mm. if he sees out the deal, right? Like mm. he'll be 31 at the end of that. Could come. Well, Josh Hodgson didn't come to Australia till he was about 30. He didn't come to the Raiders too late. Hasn't he been at the Raiders since like 2016? Yeah, he's kind of old though. Or maybe he was 28 when he came over. But still, like 31, it's like you're at like the prime as a half, I'd say, at 31. Yeah. It's, you know, it, look, it's seven years. It's a long deal. Like Jonathan, like Darren Lockyer was probably peak when he was probably about 31. Yeah. JT, that's when they were all at their yeah, best. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah Cooper yeah. Cronk, et cetera. So I don't think, I think, you know, I don't think that's necessarily like a a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just thought it was interesting. Seven, year, seven years is a big deal in I thought, footy. Well, look at 25 in any, as well. And in any, to be He's, fair, in any sport, seven years is a long time He's to be 25 actually. So he'll come in, be coming back 32 okay, if yeah. he does. But even still, I just thought it was interesting at 25, you'd be like, I've been over here for one year, grown up in Australia, I've been over in England for one year. And just being like, all right, I'm like, my family's going to settle here. But maybe he's like, oh, suck the pressure that coming to NRL and the media pressure. Like, imagine, like, if you're an NRL player, you'd be so scrutinized here playing in the comp. Mm. But then I feel like over there, you would not get as, you know, you wouldn't be in the spotlight as much kind no, of thing. Not at all. You know, not at all. Um, so, yeah. Good for him. Interesting. Good for Good Brady. Him. Yeah. Uh, the trials start tonight, you were saying? Yep. Um, Tigers playing tonight against the Warriors. Sure are. Let's see if anything else is on. I think 
the thing with the first week of the NRL trials is that everyone's sort of like the first graders don't play. Mm. Um, obviously, if you're, you know, I'm really keen to see like all the young players for the Tigers play tonight. Yeah, the rotation so, players. But if you're a casual fan, I can't imagine be too interested in, outside of anyone. The uh, Maori, Maori Indigenous game is coming up as well. Saturday. Yep. Mate, we're and they good. They actually have good teams yeah. this year. Not like last year where it was kind of like they didn't have all the best players playing. Yeah, I don't think any of the Roosters players are playing. No. Um, Robbo's instantly just been like, no. Well, they've like, just been cooked with injuries the last couple of years. So I think it's kind of fair enough. Yeah. And also they're building to something, something big this year. Something scary. I think – I. <laughs> Mate, they're going to be – they usually build into the back end of the season, the Roosters. Like, that's kind of their thing. Mm. But I could see them starting this year pretty strong. They've got to come out strong. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think, I think, like, it'll be a tough year to try and win, get to a grand final from coming sixth or fifth or something. Yeah. Because you've got to play – every game of the finals against super strong competition. Like the competition is going to be super strong this year. Yeah. So I feel like if you want to be in that grand final, like you want to be, got to be that top four because it's going to be a tough year to get through the final. Like tougher than, it's already tough, but like the the evenness of the comp this year, I think it's going to be pretty pretty hard, pretty hard yakka. Yeah, and Angus Crichton as well, just ruled out for the season. Yeah. Which is pretty sad. Mm. Um, hope he's all right. Best of wishes to, yeah. to Angus. Mm. Um, India, yeah, indefinite. He's going through, yeah, which just sucks to the Roosters because he's such a beast, yeah, and New South Wales, and he's like so so liked by fans as yeah. well. Yeah. So hopefully he recovers. Hopefully he uh, makes a return. Yeah, in due time, Gets the help he needs. Um, Trell Whiten, Jack Whiten, and Latrell with a little bit of a scuff. I think it must have been just after we did the pod last week, which is yeah. annoying. That seems to happen a lot. We always we always miss the headlines by like. A day. A day. Or, or like you, we literally finish recording and something happens. And yeah. we're like, oh, we could have just talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but look, mate, who hasn't gotten a little drunk, little wrestle with their mates yeah. at 3 a.m.? Yeah. You know? I think like if, they're, like if their name's not Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten, I heard someone say this, but they were, this, was, this is a quote from someone else. If, your name, if their name wasn't Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten, the police wouldn't be called. Like yeah. No one would give no one would actually give a shit. Yeah. No. But it's just because they're big names and got recognized. Yeah. And also them wrestling though is probably like hectic. Well they're big. Like boys. I wouldn't imagine I wouldn't imagine it would be soft. No. You know, it might be soft and playful for them, but like I feel like for the rest of us it would you'd be like, holy shit. So yeah. I think like like I think if they probably had their time over again, they'd probably be like, oh yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But I'd re- I think like it's a nothing story. It's just like a nothing story. And then like the cops like pinning them to the gr- trail to the ground and stuff. It was like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, so I don't know, but we'll see because they're not talking about it yet. But I feel like after the All Stars game, I think you'll probably hear a bit more about it and yeah, I think a bit know. more will get said. I think. I think um, when I saw that video, I was like, I reckon the police have a little bit of something to answer to for that. Like, yeah. Pretty hectic. I mean, I know he's a big guy, but yeah, pretty, pretty full rough, on, full pretty on. rough treatment. Yeah. Um. But yeah, seemed a bit like who cares? Bit of a nothing story. Bit of a, and like you know, it's a nothing story when the dribblers at Fox don't even say anything, make it into anything bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm. so that's how I'm looking at yeah. it. Yeah. Keen to see them throb this year. Yeah. Trail mitts in my super coach team. That's for sure. Uh, a bit expensive for me at the moment. I reckon. 
I just bunnies. The bunnies. Bunnies are. I don't know. They don't usually start well. I swear. I'm a trail man, mate. I do um, love trail. Speaking man. of supercoach, this is a comp call out. If you came for another supercoach comp this year, yep. Yeah, message, message us. us on Instagram. Message. Make sure you message us. We'll put it up on our story. But if you don't have Instagram or you don't follow us, yeah, follow us. But also. If you're listening to this, you're like, I would love to play. Yeah. Make sure you message us as soon as you hear this so that we can put you on the list. Yeah. We can make the comp first in best dressed yep. scenario. I can't remember if it's 12 or 20. We were full last year. But it depends how many we get. Yep. So if like only three people say they're keen, we probably just won't do it. So we'll see. Or we might just do it with the three of us. Who knows? <laughs> to be honest, yeah, that's actually a good point. Probably will. Probably will. Um, we can talk if we want to put some cash on the line. Yeah. Um, if you do want to put cash on the line, let us know. Probably only be like 20 bucks. Yeah, we'll sort something out. Something out. Depends how many people we get. So, look, if you're hearing it, get involved. Reach out. Reach out. Um, and you've got one more note here for the rugby league. Just that the Mitchell Moses contract saga drags on. Can't really see him leaving under any circumstance. Neither. Really can't see him well, leaving. They've lost a couple big players. So, they've got, you'd presume they'd have a little bit of cap space. Yeah. And I still think, from Moses' perspective, he keeps saying he wants to win a comp. I still feel like from his perspective at this point in time, Parramatta are more likely to win a comp than the Tigers in Mitchell Moses's, uh, you know, remaining six or seven years in the NRL, whatever mm. he's got. Um, he's still pretty young. Still pretty young. It's like 27 or 28, yeah. I think. So I think I think at least another five years in his prime probably. Yeah, I, I think he leaves. I reckon he moves. Well, he's only going to go to the Tigers if he leaves. They're the only other team in the running at the moment. Well, they're saying, people are saying the Dogs. I reckon if no, he... because the Dogs signed a young guy and they pulled their Moses... They withdrew their Moses off right. last week. Okay. Well, I, I think um, I think he leaves. I reckon... Yeah. Why do you reckon he leaves? What's that I just think on? I just think, like, Parramatta have come fourth every year. They've made the grand final. They didn't win. And, like, after this year, I think... If they don't even get it in the top four this year, and then they don't go because they've got such they've got so many players signed up on big money, and like they want to keep those players, but obviously like Gutho costs a bomb, you know Dylan Brown costs a bomb, Moses costs a bomb, you know they're going to need to sign a pretty good hooker at some point if they actually want to win a comp. Yeah, respectfully to Josh Hodson because yeah. he's a little old and tooth. Yeah, um, you know. Madison's on a lot of money. Sean Lane's on pretty good coin as well. Mm. Penasini, they want to keep him. You know, there's like a lot of parts to the Paulo. You know? RCG still there? RCG. So they've got like, they've got a really strong team, but, you know, they've got a lot of players on big money and mm. I just don't know. It's just, just that Joey's there as well. Like the greatest halfback of all time. Yeah. He's his coach. Yeah. It, it, look, either way. Either way, I don't think anyone really knows. No, he's at the. I think he's Joey's at the Knights now. What he's back at the Knights? Yeah, as a point. I don't think he's a the Parramatta coach anymore. The Parramatta halves coach anymore. Well, if he's not, that adds fuel to the fire. But look, I don't know. I just I feel like he moves. I feel like he's been there for a while. They've had a good crack. They didn't do it. Sometimes it's best like if they're going to rebuild. Gutho's a captain. He can't leave. Yeah. And Dylan Brown is a young talent, so they're not going to get rid of him. I reckon they'd get rid of Moses first. Yeah. And okay. also Moses is going to go for – Moses could get a million. He's going to get 1.5 from the Tigers apparently. So, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe even the – I mean, if the Dragons ever let go of Ben Hunt, he could be a good replacement. 
for para. Yeah. Well, para dragon switch. That would actually be good. Maybe whenever the. Well, you want Moses at the at the drags. Well, Ben Hunt's what going to be thirty four this year. Is he that old? Yeah, he's old. He's, yeah, he's old. Older than you he's think. He's still killing it. Oh, he's killing it. But, you know, I think he's got a couple of good years left. But, you know, to be honest, Ben Hunt would be a great signing for Parramatta. Um, the, yeah, well, anyway. The but Moses, this is all super speculative. Like, this is pure NRL dribble. This right is now. just this is straight dribble off the chain. <laughs> like, this is just like, I'm just thinking, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, you know, what trades could work for teams. I actually reckon, I actually reckon Ben Hunt, Moses, Switch. Would actually be a good deal for both parties. Yeah, if they're not going to keep Moses, Ben Hunt would be a good replacement for sure. I don't know. Because plays Moses. nine, plays seven, you know, depending on where they'd want him to play, if they needed a hooker or if they needed a half, who they I could get on the market. He'd, more, he'd, and go then, the, he'd go to the Tigers before he went to the Dragons. Yeah, All he's probably. There, and then also you've got Dragons, got a pretty young six. They, got a, they need a nine. Dude, Dragons, what's happening? Talatau Moan's out, right? Is Jack Burr going to play round one? Uh, I'm not sure. I think Jack Bird might be injured. I think Jack Bird got injured. Talatala Moan's injured. Cody Ramsey's injured. Cody Ramsey's out. I think Jack Bird will play six. Yeah, not, he will. Or Jaden, or if not, that Jaden O'Sullivan. I think it's just Jaden Sullivan, yeah. And then Sloan played fullback. I'm kind of, I'm intrigued to see how the Dragons go this year. Yeah. Um, we need to sort. Jack said he's keen for a NRL special. Nathan's also keen. Ooh. Maybe they those two just do it. Yeah, just leave them, <laughs> leave them be. First time yeah, meeting yeah. each other. Outsourced. All right, boys. We want an hour and a half of good stuff. All right, don't come out till you're finished. Have <laughs> um, they not met? They probably haven't. Right? No, they haven't. Different circles, mate. Different ponds. Um, okay, more back page. Wow, wow, we got a lot today. This has been this has been a content heavy episode. Yep. Really enjoying this. What happens when we actually put our mind? Yeah, up? fuck. We prepared <laughs> today. Um, geez, sniffing some farts again, are we? <laughs> Um, you want to do the cricket Olympics? Uh, cricket. The Border Gavaskar Trophy in India starts today. Simply pumped. Starts in about 15 minutes. So hopefully we can wrap this puppy up soon. Um, pumped for this. Much anticipated. I don't think Australia have been to India in seven years just with COVID and the way that the tours have worked out. India have been here twice. They've won twice. Um, you know, with some pretty sensational performances Ooh. All credit to them. Australia both times. Well, the first time we were missing Warner and Smith, so, yeah, fair play. But they still played great. Second time, Australia simply choked, mate. Not up to it. Not up to it. I'm scared. What's the old saying? Catches win matches, man. That's what cost Australia when India here last time. So, you know, I also think that was kind of the moment that everyone went, okay, maybe Tim Payne's not the guy. Maybe What happened? He just made a lot of errors. Right. He just made. He just. He did it in the Ashes, that Ashes series where they drew, and everyone was like, "Oh, you know, tight game." Like everyone makes made mistakes as well. So, you know, pressure of the environment. You can't take. You can't take too much away from him. But then when India came here and he kind of faltered again. Yeah. I feel like that's when everyone kind of went. All right. Well. Sure. Red flag. Yeah. Good thing Alex carries off one of the great summers uh, with the gloves of I th- all time. I think he'll be very good. I think he'll be quite good over in India. Seems like he's coming into his own a little bit. Because he's a good player of spin. He's a good sweeper of the ball. Okay. He has come into his own. You are right. Um, I'm. Are you I'm talk about this pitch or what? Yeah, so what happened? So there's a lot of speculation out that India have like 
so obviously every team's home games and home stadiums, you know, provide them with benefits, right? If you're, it's advantageous to the home team. That's what gives cricket like a tactical edge when you play in certain areas in the world. You know, like Australia's wickets are flat, they're hard, they're bouncy. You know, they do a bit. It's a hard. It's like if it's very different to other places. You know, England the ball swings around, very green, a lot of movement. You play in India or the subcontinent, you know, and the pitches are they're dry, they crumble, they spin, they're low, they're slow. You know, every 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 region is different, and you pick players based on that. But what India and like, but and India have been accused, or like they're kind of accusing them of. Doctoring the pitch. So you can prepare a pitch a certain way. That's fine. But doctoring the pitch is not 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 cricket, pardon the pun. So what they're saying is they're – because Australia have a lot of left-handers. So they're not – they're keeping the pitch dry to on that side to deteriorate quicker for when Australia's five of their seven left-handed batsmen go out. Because in their top order, five of, five of the batters are, are lefties. So they're accusing them of – well, like the media, it's not really the team itself, but it's more like there's a lot of media chatter of like um, that pretty much looks up looks like straight pitch doctoring. Do you think it is? I don't know. How yeah, it I, could reckon, not be, right? I reckon. I reckon. Hundred percent. I reckon. Hundred percent. And is but out. like, is anything actually going to happen? They're going to have to play on well, it, the, right? Yeah, they'll play on it. But I feel like it just depends on the outcome of the game. I feel like because India is so powerful in the cricket world, I feel like they get away with more stuff. They kind of have like. There's like this whole thing that like they get away with more than a lot of other countries just because of their sheer size. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, but I think cracking series on the cards, I feel like it'll be a big test. Um, you know what? Just my prediction, just out of pure favoritism, I'm going to go Australia 2-1. And I reckon Steve Smith, watch the, watch the master at work. He's going to be crafty. Yeah. Watch him. Yeah. Top run scorer, Steve Smith. Top wicket taker. If Australia win, top wicket taker will be Nathan Lyon. Um, and then player of the series probably be Steve Smith, I'd say, if they win. What if uh, India win? I think you'll probably see. Um, I think. Oh, hmm. I think Coley's starting to come back in form and he always plays well against us like you know he's not been good the last couple of years but he's still that guy he's still big has game, it big player mate. yeah so i would i'd be i'm a, I'm a bit afraid of colin he's been in some pretty good form leading up to it and who's their best spin bowler ashwin he gives australia absolute night terrors does he play in the bbl no nah. no nah. okay i don't know who that is. um he's like he's he's an awesome bowler he's on he's actually one of the He's a man-cad pioneer. That's also my prediction. I reckon you'll see a man-cad at some point, mm. which I don't really like. And he's always been a big man-cadder and he's quite like a personality per se. Snake. But he, um, he's, quite, he's, he's, a, he's a crafty bowler and he's very, very, very good. Look, we don't, we don't condone gambling on this podcast. And if we do, we, we condone it responsible. We condone responsible gambling. We, we condone responsible gambling. Xander and I put out many, many predictions in the past, most of which... Mate, I, the Australia series, I was bang on. So, and I, I, I missed out from getting that right by one wicket. Rabada had one less wicket than Pat Cummins. I'm just saying. If you're a smart man, 
You'd put twenty bucks in your sports bet account and you'd listen to the Barflies podcast. And we put my, and we said, well, you know, sniffing our own farts again. But all, like, what? Probably about eighty percent of our NRL predictions came true. Yeah. You know, we so know our stuff. We look, know our stay stuff. tuned for the NRL special. That's all I'll say. Um, football, Man City, massive news over the last week. A hundred alleged uh, financial um, breaches. Of like multiple different rules in the Premier League, and is this in transfers? Uh, generally speaking, uh, I, I actually don't really know. What's I think going it's on sponsorship, here. sponsorship money. I think it's like, honestly, I was reading it, but there was so there was such a list of breaches that it, I kind of can't remember them all. Yeah, but like a hundred, and it's over like a ten year period. Um, so massive. They had one previously where it was to do with UEFA, UEFA financial fair play. And they only got a ten a ten million dollar fine. And Mourinho said something that was kind of true. He's like, if they're not guilty, why are they paying a fine? Because if they're guilty, you know what I mean. Like, if they're guilty, then why aren't they getting more done to them? Like getting kicked out of the competition. Yeah. Because they did. They got kicked out. Then they took it to the the court of sport arbitration, and then they got Had let it back overturned. in. Yeah. Overturned, but they still had to pay the fine. Yeah. I think the fine was more of like an administration cost yep. um, for taking it to the court. Yeah. Um, however, yeah, massive. So, and it's in, a, in the Premier League's not investigating it. It's they, well, it did get investigated, but then it getting taken to an independent review panel where then they will hand down the recommendations for punishment. Mm. And that could be, um, you know, it could be a fine. It could be, Reduction of points. It could be relegation. It mm. could, or it could be all three. You know, so you don't know. Um, I get relegated. Really. Well, that's the thing. But if you've done that for so long, like they, ha- that means they've literally been cheating for ten years. Well, they get stripped of their titles, or they say that. Well, possibly happen. they could get stripped of them. You know, but that would be right. Man United would win three titles then. <laughs> but you know, it's yeah. When but when you see that, and then you see how PSG aren't getting fined and whatnot. Well, yeah, well, well, that as well. Like, it's just I don't get it. I don't understand how that's affordable. Yeah, it's like, like you need to sit down and do like half a day of research to figure out what's going on there. Yeah, that's that's cooked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't know how you can blow that much money in a transfer window. That just seems it seems almost it just it's just bad for the game. It's not. It's bad for the, it's bad for the game. It's bad for the transfer window because it's not. It just ruins it. It's like a couple of years ago when everyone started buying people for a hundred million, yeah. and now it's like normal. If you want a young gun who could be at your club for the next eight years, it's like fifty mil. It's like, no, nah, it's it's like for a prem club if they want to sign a top top player, it's probably going to be anywhere from ninety to a hundred million every time. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, um, basketball, basketball, massive moment yesterday. I've watched it. LeBron, all time points leader. Wow. Question at Trivia last night was who was the previous all-time point scorer? Did you get it right? I couldn't remember his whole name, but I said Kareem. Did you get a point? No, I wasn't playing. I was just oh, right. working. Kareem Abd- Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, I saw it on Instagram this morning. The skyhook. Yeah. That was his shot. What does that mean? He just like, he literally would be kind of in the, in the corner and he, in the, he would just kind of like put his arm up like this and he was, he's, mad. he's like seven foot and he would just put his arm up and... Do that. Did with he one jump? Hand. 
like kind of, it was like a one foot, it was kind of like a floater, but he just kind of like kind of runs. It's like he fades away and he just kind of does that. And it goes no, in. one can even get near it. No, I assume. no. And it's like away from the person. He just kind of like yeah. throws his arm over and chucks it in. Yeah, sick. Um, but yeah, massive, massive moment. And it kind of ruined the flow of the game though. Cause what happened was LeBron hit it in the third quarter. There was like 10 seconds left in the third quarter. Everyone clears the, the, the um, court. They have like a, pretty much like a presentation, you know, with the commissioner of the NBA, Kareem, Abdul, Ab, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar comes down. They have like photos, blah, blah, blah. LeBron mid does game. A, mid game, does a speech. Then they like, that goes for like 10 minutes. They all go off the field and like the Lakers were losing that game and coming back into it. They play the last 10 seconds. There's a four point gap going into the fourth quarter. They come out. And they get rolled. <laughs> they get they get rolled in the fourth quarter and they end up losing by like seven. And it's like that like break, I reckon, just completely fucked up the whole momentum that they were gaining. Like yeah, they were right. behind the whole game. They were coming back, coming back, coming back. And then they just like they literally gave the team like OKC like another whole ten minutes rest to regroup and figure out what they were gonna do. Yeah. I they so should have waited till after the match. Yeah. Um Yeah. I reckon it kind of ruined the game for him a bit. Because, like, yes, yeah, sick, you beat the point. Like, it was amazing that he beat the record. It's a great, like, individual feat. achievement. Yeah. But they needed that, like, I don't know, they, they needed that win because they're not in the playoffs contentions right now. And they that's the team that's, like, ahead of them. Right. So as much as LeBron did need to do it that game because they probably had it all G'd up for him to do it, he definitely need they the Lakers as a team definitely a needed weird, to win that game. What a weird it was. Take. It was super strange. Like I've not really seen anything like it before. Okay, it was odd. It was really odd. Well, let's let's wrap this thing up because the cricket is about to start. Yeah. Uh, music this week, dude. This song plays my work all the time. Track. Jenny becomes a mum by can you, Caroline. Can Rose. you sing it for me? Yeah, later. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Um, I'll serenade you. Can't wait. Uh, what kind of music is it? What kind of song is it? Like pop. Okay. Okay. All right, can get can wrap the ears around that one. Oh yeah, get a get a listening, get a grooving. Um, is that everything? We're done. Yeah. Wow, what an episode! Hundred felt like four hours. Yeah, that felt. It was only an hour and a half. Plenty, plenty, plenty for you guys in this one to de- dissect. Yeah. Uh, Reach out, send us any messages, questions. Yeah. Thanks DMs. for li- yeah. Thanks for listening. Remember, give us a follow, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. It's all appreciated. We appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you very much. I'm Alexander. My name's Cody. And we'll see you guys later.